Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Graduated from college about a month ago in need of a full-time job. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, as always, we are brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 10% off your order. Right now, Bill Bar is actually... Bill Bar is actually doing a promo right now where it's fifty percent off everything, and all the donations are be giving are going to be given to charity. So go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On to get a great discount. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking about or we're going to be continuing my tournament. It's going to be Cody Bellinger versus Nolan Arenado today. And who is the best player in the NLS? We're going to continue that series. And then in segment number two today, I want to talk about what happens if the D-backs struggle this season. What that means for Toy Lovello. Will he be on the hot seat if the D-backs, you know, have a tumultuous kind of season if baseball ever returns? So we'll talk about that in segment number two. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get right into it. I discussed this Cody Bellinger versus Nolan Arenado debate. Now when doing this, it is a debate of who is the best player right now, not based off their careers. And so when I do that, I, I like to look at the last three seasons. Uh, I think those are the most notable seasons for, for each player to really decide uh, which one of these is better. I mean, you're, you're not going wrong with either one of these. Cody Bellinger, the reigning 2019 NL MVP. He was a gold glover. He was a silver slugger. He did it all in 2019. He batted 305 when, you know, remember the beginning of the season? We were like 50 games in and Bellinger was batting like 380 or 390. And we're like, can Bellinger actually, you know, hit 400? But batting 305 actually, you know, it's probably not as good as we we remember it to be just because he did start so hot. Uh, I'm going to look at his splits real quick because I am pretty curious to see uh, whether how, how much he fell down. And when looking at the numbers, his first half splits, he batted 336, but 263 in the second half. That's really besides the point. I really thought I, I didn't want to look into that real quick. That's pretty interesting to see. But still uh, a pretty phenomenal uh, 2019 season. Total 115 ribbies, 15 stolen bases, another 47 dingers. 34 doubles. He he was a beast last year, and you could compare that with uh, Nolan Arenado, who finished sixth in MVP voting. Another Gold Glove. But just look at these numbers side by side. Arenado bat 315, so better than Bellinger's 305. OBP was 380, slightly worse than Bellinger's 406. And then if you look at home runs, uh, Nolan Arenado had 41, Bellinger 47 RBIs. Bellinger had 115, Arenado had 118, if you look at runs scored, 102 for Arenado, 
and 121 for Bellinger. So they're, they're very close. Multiple numbers across the board. Uh, sometimes, you know, Bellinger takes, like, home runs and runs scored. But sometimes, you know, Arenado takes, like, when it comes to RBI, batting average. So based off the raw numbers in 2019, it's very close. Uh, Bellinger did get the nod for the MVP. I think a lot of it just because of how great his team was, and he did bat like 380 to start the season. But looking at these two side by side in terms of just the raw numbers, it's really up for debate. You could go either way with these two based off the 2019 season. But how about the last three years in totality? Because I, I do think Belger's 2019 season was slightly better than Arenado's. But if you told me Arenado, you think he was more deserving of the MVP over Bellinger, I'm not actually going to argue with you. I, I, I think it's a pretty close debate. I think that MVP race was pretty close in 2019. I'm not even sure how Arenado finished as low as six, but he did. I mean, Yelich finished second in that MVP race. He had a case to be made. Uh, to Anthony Rendon had a pretty phenomenal year. Uh, Ketel Marte was fourth, and then Ronald Acuna was actually fifth, which might surprise some people considering uh, how young he is. I mean, it was only his second year in baseball, 21 years old, but Ronald Acuna, real quick, 37 stolen bases, led the league, 127 runs scored, led the league, a 280 batting average, 41 bombs, 21 years old. That's some insane stuff. I, I just had to go into a quick uh, tangent about that because Ronald Acuna's numbers are insane. But based off that MVP race, really one through through six in the NL, you could say it, it was really anybody's race. And even, you know, Pete Alonzo was in there, got some got some votes because of, because of his 53 dingers. But really one through six, you can make the case for any of those guys being last year's MVP. But when I look at the last three seasons, the last three years of totality, uh, Cody Bellinger broke into the year in 2017. But he was good from the offset. From a rookie, he was already a good player. I mean, he made the all-star team as a rookie. So I could throw his rookie year into the mix because he wasn't he finished ninth in MVP voting as a rookie, Cody Bellinger did. So from the from the get-go, Bellinger has been one of the best players in baseball. So we can look at his rookie season and take into account when we take uh when we look into the last three seasons because Bellinger was that good in his rookie season. So it's not that hard to so it's not something that we should take away from uh, his last three years. But we're looking at the numbers in totality from the last three seasons. Arenado has slightly more home runs, 116 to 111, 358 RBIs to 288, a batting average of 307 to 278, OBP of 375 to 368, OPS to 952 to 928, run scored 306 to 292, uh, doubles 112 to 88, uh, stolen base is really the only category Cody Bellinger has over Nolan Arenado. Arenado is not that much of a speedster. So when you look at the raw numbers, uh, Bell uh, Arenado is blowing Bellinger out the water in almost every category, or at least, you know, has the lead in almost every category. I mean, home runs, RBIs, uh, doubles, runs scored, uh, in OBP, OPS, Arenado has just been better than Bellinger in that area. And when it comes to defensive numbers, too, I don't even think it's close that Arenado is probably the best defensive player in all of baseball. You can make that argument. Bellinger did win gold glove last year, which is, which is you know, phenomenal, which is a great accolade for him. But Arenado has been a gold glover every single season since his rookie year. So when I look at that, it, it just really makes me... 
it just really reminds me how great of a defensive wizard uh, Ar- Arenado really is. And you even look at some uh, advanced stats, too. Like, looking at war, which I know people love. I know you guys probably love it. I'm not really a big war guy, but if you look at the war from the last three seasons, Arenado's war is a 19.1 to a 17.3. And just the defensive war alone, it's a 4.8 for Arenado, just to a 1.9 for Cody Ballinger. So right there, it really shows you the difference in their defensive capabilities. And Ballinger was a gold glover, so we know he's a stud defender, but Arenado... Just on a different level. I think he's been more consistent. Ballinger has been very great to start his young career. Only 23 years old. But that second season that Ballinger had, it was, a, it was kind of a, a fluke season or just like a an outlier season. I mean, it was the only year he had less than 39 home runs. He batted 260, which was his lowest which was his lowest batting average, 76 RBIs, which was a career low. And he actually played the most games out of any other season. He played 162 games. The only season where he played every game. And he by far put up his worst numbers across the board. More strikeouts than any other season. Uh, you know, second, uh, second least walks of any other season. So when I when I look at some of the numbers, Bellinger's second year seems to be an outlier compared to his other three, but Arenado every season had just been straight up consistent. And his last six seasons in general, or excuse me, his last five seasons are have all been MVP worthy. He's been top eight in MVP voting every single year the last five seasons. He's led the league in home runs three times, led the league in RBIs twice, and led the league in doubles once during that same time frame. Uh, career 300 hitter during that time frame as well. So this guy, Arenado, I think is just a little bit more consistent on the offensive end. And I think what he gives you defensively, it's just a premium over anyone else at that position or really in baseball. Now stay tuned for segment number two where I'll get into whether Tory Lavelle will be on the hot seat if the 2020 season if the 2020 season returns and the D-backs you know really struggle and even possibly fail to make the playoffs what will that mean for Tory Lavelle's job security we'll get into that but first let me tell you guys about Built Bar cuz Built Bars they are not candy bars they taste like candy bars but they're actually protein bars and they come in 16 amazing flavors Eight with chocolate and nuts and eight with chocolate but nut-free flavors in case you have any allergies. The bars are both soft and easy to chew. And the reason I love them is because they're great for the health-conscious guy like me. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. 
They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it and figure out what will happen to Tori Lovello if the D-backs struggle if the 2020 season ever returns. So I was looking at, uh, you know, Tori Lovello's last few seasons with the D-backs since he took over. Tori Lovello came in 2017. The D-backs have seen some real success under Tori Lovello. His first year as manager, they won 93 games. They lost in the NLDS. They didn't win a, a, a playoff series, unfortunately. But Or I take that back. They did win a playoff series because they won the wild card round. But they, they couldn't get past the division round, something they haven't been able to do since 07. But Tori Lovello always kept this team competitive, and they always were respectable. I mean, 93 games in 2017. In 2018, it was 82 games. And then in 2019, it was 85 games. So the D-backs never fell off or anything. They just haven't been a team to get over the hump. They've been a team that's been treading water, as I like to say, keeping their heads above water. They haven't been able to sink, and they haven't been able to swim. They're, they're not, they haven't been a, a true playoff or a true World Series contender. They've been a playoff contender. They've been a wild card contender. You know, they've been right in the mix toward, you know, the last month of the season, the last couple of years, but they haven't been even able to make the playoffs outside of, you know, even winning a playoff series. So that would be the first step for the D-backs is getting back to the promised land and making the playoffs. But what if the D-backs win, like, 65 games this year and finish, like, fourth in the NOS? What will that mean for Tori Lovello's job security? Well, I was looking at another former D-backs manager. I was looking at Kurt Gibson's time with the D-backs, and it was eerily similar to Tori Lovello's. Gibson's first year, he won 94 games as a manager. Tori Lovello won 93 games his first year. If you look at the second season, Gibson won 81 games. Toy Lavello won 82 games, third year. Gibson won 81 again, and then Toy Lavello won 85 in his third year. So both of the managers won over 90 games their first year. Both of the managers won over 80 games the next two consecutive years. Now, Kirk Gibson, though, in that fourth season with the D-backs, won 69 games, and they happened to miss the playoffs as well. He was fired during the season, and... The D-backs did make the playoffs. They finished, you know, fifth in the NL West, and that was the end of the Kirk Gibson era. Now, how does that, what, what, what does that mean for Tori Lavello? 
Does that mean, you know, if he has the same kind of failures Kirk Gibson had and you know in this 2020 season, does that mean Tory Lavello gets fired too? I don't know if he does, and I don't think he will. We remember Mike Hazen is the GM, and both him and Tory Lavello both came over from the Red Sox pretty much at the same time. They were both there at the same time. So I believe they have a pretty good established relationship. So I do think both of them are kind of tethered to uh, tethered together. I do think Toy Lovello is kind of Mike Hayden's guy, and he kind of needs uh, Toy Lovello to for the culture. I I really do think they're on the same page, and one of the reasons why the D-backs have been able to stay so competitive because they target the same kind of players. They both have the same kind of mindset. I think it's good when both the GM and the the manager are have the same kind of perspective and vision. I think that's really good for just the overall infrastructure of the team. When everyone has a one unifying vision, I think that's what really makes great franchises. I think that's what really separates the, the great franchises from the not great ones. So I think Toy Lovello being Mike Hazen guy helps him out a lot, and it helps him out a lot with job security. And I do think if the D-backs struggle in 2020, let's say they win like Okay, let's say, I don't know how many games they'll play, so let's just say hypothetically they finish fourth in the NL West and they miss the playoffs. I still think Tori Lovello is there for at least one more season, and then that could be his hot seat season where you say it's his make or break year, entering his fifth year, can you make the playoffs and get us you know, through at least the NLDS because they've only won the wild card game since 07, and one of the reasons why Kirk Gibson... Uh, did get fired. Or, excuse me, did I say he didn't make the playoffs before? I don't think I said that, but Kirk Gibson in his first year as the manager uh, actually lost in the NLDS as well. So just like Toy Lovello, they both lost in the NLDS. Just another little reminder about how their both of their paths are pretty uh, similar, but will Toy Lovello see the same fate that a Kirk Gibson did? I mean, Kirk Gibson got fired in his fourth season, and that's where Toy Lovello's heading now, too. I think I said his fifth season uh, before an accident, too. I'm making a couple mistakes here. Sorry, guys. Bear with me. But, yeah, so Toy Lovello, I do think he will keep his job in this fourth season, even if he does struggle, even if the D-backs do struggle, because I, I think him and Mike Hazen have a real strong relationship, and I think Mike Hazen will bring him back for at least one more season. I don't know if Kirk Gibson had that same uh, kind of relationship with the former GM, but I really believe Tori Lovello and Mike Hazen both have that kind of uh, relationship right now. And I think it will, you know, history will not repeat itself here. I, I do think Tori Lovello will get at least another shot of it if the D-backs struggle in 2020. But I actually believe, you know, I do think